Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello, and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. I'm so glad that you're here with me today, spending time with me, and you'll never guess where I am. Uh, Right now, I'm in my closet because it is raining a lot and starting to be quite windy. So if I were to be in my regular office, you would be hearing the beginnings of Tropical Storm Etta as she passes over Cuba, and we're beginning to feel the effects here in South Florida. So I wanted to make sure you didn't hear uh, too much background noise like on previous episodes. We had a bit of rain, but today we have a lot of rain, (laughs) and it's just going to get more and more over the next few days. But my dedication to you and to the message that I've been given to share with the world is much more important than any little bitty rainstorm. And please know that these stray kitties are now huddled on my front porch with some snuggly beds that my indoor kitty has happily given up for them. He hasn't been on it in months, if ever. So today I wanted to talk about a topic that is relevant and timely and probably on most everyone's mind, and that is the recent election and the presidential election to be specific, because of course, if you voted, you know that there were district elections and all sorts of justices and uh, various positions, governing offices from sheriffs to um, Port of Palms. Like for me, it was Port of Palm Beach that we were voting for and various uh, civil servants that we elected, hopefully prudently with some wisdom and, and discernment and guidance. And I wanted to kind of bring some belief work into that. I know on the podcast, we've talked about um, your thoughts control your emotions, your emotions control your actions, and your actions support your beliefs, and then they kind of reinforce each other, and it goes around in a pattern. And today, it's really more about the belief work and my experience with this recent election and how it all kind of came together. And for me, I had so much peace about it, even though I saw some things on social media, or if I did choose to flip on the news, um, maybe I wanted to flip off the news. (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek. Um, But I was like, what is going on in the world? Like people are losing their minds over this stuff. And 
really, guys, it's it's no different than any other time that we've elected officials in the past. But people are more divisive than ever. And um, really sticking to, your, to their guns on red or blue. And it's like, gosh, for me, it was so important that I chose people who were in line with my principles, with my morals, and where I stood on things. And ultimately, I feel that no matter who we elect into office on a country scale, on a United States scale, that there is a supreme creator who is over and governing in the worldly realm, in the heavenly realms, in the um, spiritual realms that, you know, for me as a believer in Christ, that Christ sits on the throne. So I felt that my belief work helped me to get over the hump of what was um, potentially I suppose could be unnerving and many people who I know personally and who I know through acquaintances were like distraught and posting really ugly things and getting crazy and getting in fights with their spouses and I was like whoa like if your spouse liked Nutella and you like peanut butter are you gonna get in a huge argument not talk to each other for weeks over that like let's put this in perspective right So let me tell you what I did on the days leading up to the election that helped me kind of stay my mind. And hopefully this will help you in the weeks to come because I know that there's going to be a lot of craziness in the news and that the president who is outgoing is going to be doing a lot of things that are uh, challenging democracy and really going against what we all know um, as a a nation, right? When it's a the the people's voice is spoken, that you shouldn't be a sore loser, basically, right? You've got to kind of accept what comes next, and that's your you've been voted out, and and so the is 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 going to happen, right? So the new president is going to come into office, and um, it's the passing of the torch. I mean, it happened every four to eight years, every time. I mean, it happens with city officials, with state officials, with congressmen and women. If they're voted out, this is just the process. This is democracy. It's the elected official component. Um, It's not a lifetime appointment like the Supreme Court judges, which is why those are so um, controversial. So on the days leading up to the election, I was led to prayer. And if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you know that I am devout in my prayer life, that I dedicate time to spend uh, speaking to God about things that concern me, um, things that concern the world, my clients, my friends, um, my family. And I want to read to you a little bit of scripture and kind of back this up with my beliefs and why I feel it was so important uh, to do this. So James 5.16 says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And understand too that the Bible was written by men, so pretty much always going to say man there, but I feel like the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so then you might say, well, gosh, aren't you righteous? (laughs) Well, 
I want to then talk about what righteous means. So I looked up the definition of righteous in Wikipedia, and there's two different kinds of righteousness, according to Wikipedia, and it says the first kind of righteousness is righteousness quorum Deo, righteousness in the eyes of God, and that's Latin, of course. So the reformers also called it passive righteousness, the righteousness of faith, the righteousness of the gospel alien righteousness, and Christian righteousness. It's basically the righteousness that we receive from God. It's a person is righteous, quorum Deo, that is, he is in a right relationship with God when he simply receives the imputed obedience of Christ and the forgiveness of sins through faith. Now, believing and belief work and having a believer's mindset might also be likened to faith, right? So when I believe in something, like I sit down in a chair, I believe that chair is going to hold the weight of me. Just like I believe that when I say a prayer to God, I believe he is going to answer it. If it is a prayer that is in the will of God, meaning God has um, listened to my request and it's something that he feels is in accordance with what he wants to do as part of his grand plan. And when I was praying in the days leading up to the election, I made sure that my prayers were not selfish. They weren't self-centered. I didn't pray for a candidate of any sort to win. I didn't pray for any um, party or another to prevail against the other. I simply prayed for the person who was to be elected next in any of the positions of power, whether that was local sheriff's office or the president, to be a person who would be open to the word and the will of God. I prayed that they would be open to wisdom and open to be surrounded by people who are also open to the listening to the voice of God, to be stirred and moved for the betterment of all people. Not that they would be doing it out of selfish gain or egoic positions of power, but rather that they would move for a stirring for the love of the people of their country, right? These are offices of civil service, so shouldn't they serve the people that they're supposed to be governing, right? So that was where my prayer came in. And for me to be considered a righteous person, to go back to this definition, it says that a human person is not righteous in God's eyes because of his choice or his commitment, but it's not his good works or his piety, his emotions or intellect. So nothing that I could do or say or how smart I am or how I feel about things, none of that makes me, Kelly Pierce, righteous. It's instead because I'm righteous because the Father chooses from the foundation of the world. And this goes to Ephesians 1 um, verses 3 through 14. So I'm going to read to you from that scripture because it's so, so beautiful. So I want you to really hear these words. These words are so important to you. If you are a believer like me, you're going to hear them and they're going to resonate to your very bones. If you're not a believer and you're like 
curious about why I'm so passionate and why I have such confidence in what I'm saying to you, you might also be moved by this. This verse, I guess it's a collection of verses. It's a a chapter, if you will, from Ephesians is very, very powerful. The book of Ephesians is from the New Testament. It was written by Paul and um, he was an apostle of Christ way back, you know, 2000 years ago when Christ was still alive. And he wrote this to the people of Ephesus and it was in order that they might be strengthened in their knowledge of power of who they were as they were part of the chosen kingdom. Now, you might say, okay, great, that's great for the people of Ephesus, but what about us today? Well, as people of Christ and as believers, we have right and we can lay claim that every single promise in the Bible is also applicable to us, each individual human who believes in Christ, who is a follower of him. And I'm very careful to say that. If you've listened to other episodes, you have heard me and you understand that I've been a studier of theology for many years since I was a teenager, since I was about 14 years old. Um, It's just fascinated me, the different belief systems. And I even was a practicing Buddhist for four years. But even though I practiced Buddhism, I understood very clearly that there was a supreme creator, as do all Buddhists. Buddhists believe in God. That's a very strong fallacy that Buddhists believe in uh, multiple gods. It's actually Hindus that believe in God, um, gods with a little g. So um, understanding that As a believer and as someone who comes to faith in Christ Jesus, that every single promise made in the Old or the New Testament is applicable to you, but um, I'm just going to read this scripture because I just want to get this theory out um, and these principles out so you can understand it from a holy perspective and not from me, human, um, even though you'll see what I mean. Okay, so it says, Praise for spiritual blessings in Christ. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed 
you are marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. How powerful is that? I mean, seriously, being marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit, be having riches of God's grace lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding, making known the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. I mean, these verses, guys, they're so powerful. And even though I don't have all of the Bible memorized, there's times when I'm deep in prayer, like the other day before the election when I was praying that everything would be according to his will for the unity of our nation, that once again, we could see that we are one nation united, that we don't need to be red against blue, that we don't need to be, my beliefs are so much better than yours, and I have a supreme position or stance on any one article or one uh, position on some situation, right? Whether it's Roe v. Wade or Second Amendment gun control or anything like that. I mean, our founding fathers made very careful decisions when they made the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and all of those governing documents that have ruled our country for 244 years, I think, right? 1776. It's 2020. I did the math the other day, but it's just crazy to think that someone would come in and just completely obliterate the three branches of the government because they think it's unfair. One human being, right? Whether that's a red or a a blue or a black or a white or a purple party, who knows, right? It just isn't right. There's reasons why we have these things put in place and why we've followed the laws for so many years. So, Even setting aside politics, let's look at your own life. Where are you in the spectrum of knowing that everything is going to be okay if you just choose to understand that you are holy and blameless in the sight of God, that if you're doing things in accordance with his pleasure and his will, that you are loved and you have redemption and forgiveness and you don't have to do or be anything that it doesn't matter how smart you are or what you've done or anything doesn't even matter. It's how you feel about yourself and your relationship with God that counts. It's the fact that you're willing to be humbled and down on your knees and looking up eyes to heaven and saying, I need you, God. I I didn't create myself. I don't know how to get out of this mess. Or I just need help elevating my position in my job. Or I need help communicating in my relationship. And I need your help. Not by my hand, God, but by yours. Will I get through my life with my teenagers in their years, right? I need help communicating and getting through to the my elderly parents and helping them with their transition into this next phase of life. Father, point me in the right direction as I am moving into a new season of life. Help me with this, this pressing economic need. I need financial help, Lord, and I'm trusting and believing in you and timing. 
that even though it looks dire right now, you will bless me lavishly with gifts. A quick and easy way to understand how to pray is to remember the acronym ACTS. Because God doesn't just, he's not like a a heavenly prize machine. You can't just pull the lever and have things just dispensed, right, as, as a gift giving machine. It's actually all about building a relationship with God. And that's back to that James 5.16, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And being righteous, building that relationship with God. No, God doesn't just sit down across from you in the living room and set a coffee cup down, but building a relationship with God and trusting in Him and reading the Bible and getting to know who God is through the Word of God. Because I tell you, if you start reading even, you know, one tiny chapter a day, you'll start to know the tonality and the the baseline of who God says he is. And it's not even a he, it's a it's a being, right? God is not human. Too many people try to humanize God and put a face on a being that is all powerful and omniscient and omnipresent and um, everywhere outside of the universe that understands the universe that created it. But using the acronym ACTS, A is for adoration. If you give adoration and praise and just a thanking for everything, right? Just thanking for absolutely amazing things that God has done for even keeping you alive this long, for beautiful things like color, for oxygen to breathe, for plants. And how amazing is it that plants, they reciprocate by you know, breathing out uh, the oxygen that we breathe and breathing in the carbon dioxide that we um, exhale, right? It's such a beautiful plan. I think it's amazing how many things are made in this earth to be um, sustainable. You know, the water and the sun and the clouds and the dirt and just if you've ever walked out on the dirt in your bare feet and felt how amazing it feels to just get your feet muddy and then be in the sunshine and just enjoy the feelings that there are in your body when you feel the sun's rays in a reasonable amount but to absorb the vitamin d and just really be conscious of everything so adoration and praise for all of his creation and what god has done And whether it's the small, simple things like that or the big things like providing you with a wonderful spouse or children or a loving parent that you can depend upon or even the gumption to continue to go on without any of those things, right? The second component is confession. And that is the part where we have the atonement of forgiveness and confessing our sins, letting God know that yeah, we messed up. We are so far from perfect, right? For me, one of my massive issues that I had worked so hard to get over and get better about is my language. I was like literally combing through the Bible. I got some help with this and, you know, I have a career in construction, so I'm around a lot of people who swear a lot. And when I'm under stress, I will like drop some serious language. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And now I'm 
back into this whole like language thing that's coming up. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come out of my mouth from? Like, this is stupid. So I have to go back to like the silliness, right? And I tell God, like, God, I am so sorry for using words that could be offensive to you, right? And I I confess my sin and I ask for forgiveness. Um, it could be something even like calling someone an idiot on the roadway. I'm like, wow, I, I they're not an idiot. They just did something stupid, right? That's just not even nice. And um, I did it like yesterday. I was like, wow, why did I call them an idiot? And it was so bad. That was just not even nice. I wouldn't want someone to call me an idiot. So, you know, sorry, people. <laughs> and sorry, God, for doing that. I already, I already asked for forgiveness like immediately, right? So the second part is confession and God will easily remove your sins. If you read the Bible, you know that your sin is removed as far as the East is from the West. As soon as you ask for forgiveness, he blots it out and he forgets about it. It's just up to you to forget about it after you ask for forgiveness. The third is Thanksgiving, T, Acts, A-C-T-S. Thanksgiving. So you thank him for everything that you have because to him who is thankful, more is heaped unto, right? You get more when you appreciate what you have. So even as I'm sitting here in my closet escaping the storm um, so you can have a nice clear sound, I'm thankful for this pair of shoes that I see that's underneath this shoe rack that I had no idea that they were under there. That's so amazing. I thought that I got rid of them. They're the most comfortable pair of shoes that I think I've ever owned. And I thought I didn't have them anymore. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you, God, for allowing me to be in my closet today (laughs) and finding these shoes. It's so good. You can be thankful for anything and everything that you have and more will be um, added to you. And lastly is supplication. And that's where we ask for things. You never want to ask for things right off the bat, right? Too many people go to God only in times of trouble and turmoil. And it's like calling some random stranger up out of the phone book and asking them, to bring you something on their way home. And they're like, who are you? Why should I bring you something? But if you have this relationship with God and you've been building it over time and you're constantly allowing him to um, know you and get to know you and just have a conversation and just, you know, let him know that you acknowledge him in all of your ways and that you're working toward being a, a pleasing person, not just to him, but to everyone. You're leaving a positive energy footprint where you go and you're doing things because they're right not because you have to in order to gain favor but because you you love him and you want to be a good human being Um, and he's going to find that pleasing and so that's when you can ask for things and you can say lord please help Um, please help me move forward with the rest of my day in the most productive way and help it be easeful and help me be able to lengthen the day so that it feels like it's more than one day and I can not only get things done but have fun doing them, right? And please allow this podcast episode to reach just the right person at just the right time and give them hope and encouragement and help them to see that Life is about more than just politics, that you're always in charge, God, and that there's nothing, nothing that is impossible, that they can achieve great things, and that these politician people, they don't even know their name, that they are so much 
insignificant compared to the perfection that you have that you will continue to bring to this world. And lastly, when you close in prayer, the best, if you're a believer in Christ as I am, the perfecter of our faith, the one who um, comes to the throne of the mighty creator in our name, the ambassador, the comforter, the one who brings all things to their conclusion and who is our savior is to close out the prayer in Jesus mighty name. So when we do this, Jesus is able to Um, then anything that we mess up, like there's times when I'm in the middle of a prayer and my kitty cat will jump up and I'll say, hey, get down. And I often think like, oh my gosh, does God think I'm saying that? Because I just was in the middle of prayer and it just kind of makes me laugh. And I think, gosh, Jesus, thank you for cleaning this up before bringing it to the mighty, perfect God. And Jesus makes it perfect. So to be able to say that in Jesus' mighty name or Jesus' perfect name or in the wonderful name of your son, amen. So hopefully you find some help through this and some encouragement and understanding of just what, you know, spiritual pretenses, the Uh, importance of what is going on in the world, not just from an earthly perspective or from a, you know, situational uh, concept, but really from a believer's standpoint. And, you know, whatever your beliefs are, whether they're uh, positive or negative, you can take that spin and put it on anything and you'll see the result of what you believe. So you may as well choose to have it be the best, right? Well, I better get going because I'm looking at the power flicker. (laughs) We don't want that to uh, happen before I have a chance to publish this. So have yourself a wonderful day. And until next time, take care. Bye.